Hello, Body Slams podcast viewers, and welcome to Thursday Night Slam here on the BodySlamsPodcast.com. Uh, at the top of the hour there, you got to see our list of other podcast shows who is affiliated with us all together uh, from Devereaux Sports on each night of the week. Just about every night. We're missing like one or two days. But uh, we're trying to hit across the board, trying to give everyone what they love, whether it be pro wrestling, uh, MMA, uh, combat type of uh, fights, uh, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, even soccer whatsoever. You name it, we're trying to shove it down your throat. But uh, I want to give a shout out to all of our other affiliates out there who give us much love and much support. The guys at the Tornado Tag Podcast. Also, the fellows, the two Daves over at the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. All the way in Puerto Rico, Conversacion de Lucha Libre. Backstabbers Wrestling Podcast, as well as Bob Culture Podcast. Uh, but you know what? I'm not going to waste it. Anybody's times. This is Thursday Night Slam. You're tuning in for one thing, one thing only. And as to see who is our guest for the evening. But without any further ado, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring our man, our primetime player himself, Baltimore Ravens fan himself. He is the Bearded Raven, as we all like to call him. Well, maybe just me. Our man, Dennis Reaper. And Ravens Cup it is. Yes, it is. Talking about the Ravens. Hell yeah, even though we didn't make the playoffs. It's okay. And, and, There's and always next I, season. And you know what I say about that, right? Sit your ass down on the couch next to my Eagles and uh, we can make fun of Dallas, too, because ha-ha, you jackasses didn't make it in. Look, I can't make any fun of Dallas or the Eagles because y'all at least made the playoffs. We did not. Look, I will. I don't care. I would give you, your Ravens, more support than I would Dallas. Plus, you guys are some birds and you live nearby, too. This is a very true statement. This is a very true statement. You know what's even scarier? I was actually rooting for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. Oh, really? I, I actually actually missed the game, but I was, I wanted the Steelers to win, though, too, myself. I was rooting for the – I wanted to see Big Ben pulled out, man, and, and get that last one before, you know, walking away. But, unfortunately, you know, they play the Kansas City Chiefs, you know. Yes, sir. Well, today we have – a very special guest tonight. We do. We uh, really, really do. Someone that knows both of us quite well. Uh, um, I've been friends with this guy for I don't know how many years, but I know the first time I met him was way back in the world of MySpace. And by chance, I actually, I actually still have a MySpace. For for real, seriously, I'm not. I can't around. even log it's into my active. MySpace. I probably have I, it still. I, I just can't log in. But uh, yeah, th this gentleman, he is the self-proclaimed. I don't know if I don't know if he is self-proclaimed or did he get voted in? I don't know. Or was no, it a I'm, rig election? I, I, I think every professional wrestler that knows him pretty much just said that's your name. 
and get that's that's because in reality in professional wrestling you have people that are really literally everywhere he's that guy he is everywhere you could possibly think of with top independent wrestling promotions all up and down the east coast and all the way out to the west coast yeah he's one of those guys he got uh he, he wears different hats in the business uh he has his hands in a lot of cookie jars and just like me uh he's someone that you can reach out to for like uh if you need something or you need a contact he might have it and if he doesn't have it he knows someone who probably knows someone who probably knows someone hey we know some people <laughs> hey forget about it so <laughs> it's so true he really does know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody if you need a wrestling ring Everybody normally tags him in a post. If you need wrestling gear, he usually gets tagged in the post. See, see, uh, guys like him and myself, I usually go around and call myself the uh, the the pro wrestling secretary because somebody always tags me and and, and 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 reaches out to me, and I see his name get tagged out there to just as much as well, and it's like. It's like we have a Rolodex going on. It's like, ah, oh, please leave me the hell alone. I'm like, I'm trying to come up with ideas. The the who can I contact, whatnot. And uh, but you know what? We went through our Rolodexes trying to find people for the shows and this and that. And he was right there at the top of the list, hands down. He was for hands me. Down. For my hands shows, down. like I'm always looking at, I'm always messaging people to figure out who would like come on. He is one of the top guys on my list. I have a list of people. I'm going through those lists. And little by little, I'm knocking everybody off that I actually want on the show that I think benefit us to hear from them and the fans benefit from hearing the things they've done throughout their entire career in professional wrestling and the things they're doing outside of wrestling. Because, you know, outside wrestling is great, but there is a life outside of this business. You know, right, before, and he's proved it. So before we uh, continue, we got a couple shout outs here. We got our man. uh Mikey, the better Bernard, better Bernard, the Saint Bernard, the better Bernard, <laughs> Saint Bernard, and his and his uh uh sl- slap happy brother, uh the the gobbler, Mister Frankie Frizzo, chiming in right there as well. Hey, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm I'm not supposed. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I'm just saying, but a little birdie told me I'm in a bracket. You know, yes, I, I people. Did you get a, did you get told to? I, I, I got told it, it, it wasn't it, it's, it's per se is like uh, 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 this birdie. He uh, uh, put us in the bracket. And now <laughs> once this once this uh, thing goes uh, official. Yeah, gotta, I won't uh, say nothing until people. it's officially posted. But OK, Chia, but listen. when it comes out. We, they got to vote for us. People got to vote listen, for us. Listen, Chio, listen, listen. We've never faced each other, right? This will be yeah. the first. We don't. I don't know if we're going to go against each other, but this is the first time. And I'm just going to say this now. I'm going to lay the smack down on you. You're going down. You're going down. That, that, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, 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 I'm going to welcome it with open arms, brother. I, I You're you going will. down. I'm begging you, brother. I'm begging you. <laughs> but, No. With all the joking put aside, listen, we've been we're joking around, we're having a good old time, but let's let's just get the nitty gritty here and, mo- mo- and get to it. All right, 
before I head out and I kick myself in the, into the control room, I'm going to tell everyone, uh, if you're not following Bias Lands podcast, please go to our dot com. You see all, all of our social media is at the bottom there. Whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, follow us on um, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I don't even think we got TikTok yet. I'm like, I just started one, but whatever. I can start uh, one live right now. You can uh, um, go on, check out all the playlists of our past previous shows of in for the interviews on Thursday Night Slam, as well as Breakfast of Bias Slams, our, our morning show on Sundays at 11. As well, if you're on the go, if you're in the car, at the gym, you can check out our audio section. We were on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and a whole host of other audio platforms but like i said go over to buyslamspodcast.com like share follow subscribe hit that notification button to find out when we are on but you know what enough of me enough about us let's get to the main man our guest for today i'm heading out of here it's all yours dennis oh my brother it's my show it's your show right now and i'm out of here brother i'll see you at the end later on Flicking him away. Ha! Ah, it worked. All right. Well, since Chio's gonna be backstage working a control room, he's gonna work sound. He's gonna make sure things are scrolling through the bottom. I just flicked him away. I'm even watching the cast on my cell phone here, so I can see the comments. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure and my honor to finally have somebody with so much gratitude and respect in this business and so much uh knowledge in this business um and i feel pretty kind of cool to say this but the president of wrestling phil stamper is backstage now whenever chio decides to push him on through be amazing maybe is he here uh, oh look at that i was look like i was getting ready i was getting ready he was dropping the bomb <laughs> See, wrestlers can be nerds, and we love it. We like to play games. That was pretty kind of cool. I've never seen that happen now until today. Until today. Phil Stamper, literally, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on, man. Thank you, sir. How are you? Dude, I'm feeling amazing now. Uh, after my uh, week of having COVID-19, uh, that sucked. Yeah. Um, was not fun. But I'm healthy. I got cleared. Um, I got a, uh, I'll say this. I have a new outlook on life now since having COVID as crazy as that sounds. Um, COVID can be dangerous. It can be very scary. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen if I ever got it because I've had health issues back in the days. So when I, when I got sick, I was like, Oh, I got a runny nose. I get this every year when the, when it snows. So, okay. And then I went to work on a Friday and had 102 fever all day and didn't know. And somehow didn't pass out, didn't collapse, nothing. That night I got home, I slept all night, uh, woke up, broke it. Saturday, went to the doctor. They're like, we don't know how you made it through the day, first off. That was a high fever, and you worked all day in construction. Um, but, yeah, you have COVID. <laughs> it's like, all right. I knew it when I had the back pain that I'd never have. So, okay. um, yeah, if you get COVID, there's a chance of you having lower back pain. And when I say it's worse than taking your first bump in wrestling, for training, it's literally worse than the first bump in professional wrestling. It is not a fun back pain to have. Um, but all jokes, but all seriousness, I literally have a new look on life that literally opened my eyes even more. Uh, so I've been back at work. I've been hell. I'm having fun. You know, I'm doing this. I'm getting to have you on the show. I've I've known you for 14 years, which is crazy to know. 
that we've known each other for 18 years. Him, even yeah. Chio making comments about MySpace. I think that's where I messaged you at was through MySpace. It I don't think it been. was through the website. I think I, it was through MySpace. I think, yeah, I think Pro Wrestling Unplugged had a MySpace. I'm pretty it did. sure. No, no, it did. Because it was in that period of time where things were transitioning from MySpace to, to Facebook. So Yeah. Yep. This was like right before I went to the dungeon. I okay. just moved back up here to PA and I lived in Royersford. I was engaged with a young lady then. And I was like, I'm just going to message this random dude about re- about going to a show if I could be security. And you were like, sure, show up. Yeah. I, I broke my cherry at the ECW arena as security. I don't care. You know, I got to meet a lot of cool guys because of you, too. You know, Trent Asset, God rest in peace. Um, you know, Johnny Cashmere. I already knew Luke Hawk from back in the day from Florida, you know, SATs, mm-hmm. uh, Tremont. I mean, the list is like huge from the day that the people that you introduced to 14 years ago that I still know and still sometimes get to see throughout my career. You know, so again, thank you for that opportunity, because if it wasn't for you, you opened my eyes to independent wrestling that very moment. Oh, cool. Uh, cool. I get to be security and I, you know. My first goal was my first gig was to bring out a backboard for Todd Todd Gordon that got laid out in the ring, and we couldn't find the backboard, so then we carried him. <laughs> I have this memory of that, like him all scrunched up in his suit. Like, <laughs> look, I just saw Todd Gordon at Icons, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it. He was like, "I don't think I ever laughed, but it was funny the fact that I'm laying there like, where's this backboard? They're supposed to bring me a backboard." Yeah, we couldn't find it. I feel like it was under the ring the whole time and nobody knew. No, they left it underneath the stage in the back uh, and no one knew. They couldn't find it. So it was like, oh, okay. We're just going to carry Todd Gordon in the back after he just died. Again. As as one does. As one does. So, Phil, not a lot of people know you uh, that are probably tuning into this. And I know you have a lot of fans that know you through... You're in uh, your Facebook page because you always share shows that you're on. You always, you make a, a calendar, literally a monthly calendar of shows all over the country, mm-hmm. um, which no one does. No one, <laughs> no one does. You do this. You do all the all the footwork, the hard work to get this because there's no websites. There's no like podcast to talk about the shows. So you do all the footwork. You post it every month. You give a hey, here's what I'm. This is a temporary tag. But to give people a little rundown, uh, let people know, you know, your background in professional wrestling and how you got started. Uh, so I've been involved with wrestling for a long time. Uh, I, <laughs> I started. Uh, so when I was in middle school, I, I was that kid that wrote to WCW and WWE like, why can't kids wrestle too? like I was that guy. Um, and I actually got a letter back from WCW. I got two letters back from WCW and I got a phone call from the uh the person who was the general manager of global wrestling federation out of texas at the time wow um and so that was as a 12 year old 11 year old kid like that was really kind of cool um and in the letters from wcw like they they basically sort of a form letter ish um like i remember the first paragraphs were different but the end of them were basically like and you have to go get pro trained for pro wrestling you typically have to be 18 buy our book how to be a pro wrestler which i did not do because I, I was i was 11 years old what money do i have um and so i knew then oh there's training um met somebody when i was like 14 who was getting trained and it was like when i was graduating high school 
Um, oddly enough, I had, when I graduated high school, I, I had pneumonia, which I'm just getting over now. Um, <laughs> non, not COVID, but got it the old fashioned way. Um, and I was like, well, I can't jump right into training. I know I'm going to go to college. I have to, I'm paying for everything myself. Which, which, which direction am I going? So when I first started in wrestling, it was to work in the back because I couldn't pay for training. Um, and, and to just highlight another reason why I couldn't, that was when like wrestling was in its like mecha phase yeah. of like, you heard re- wrestling's on, like, and, and millions of people every hour were watching wrestling. Um, like, I, I won't say who, but when I had moved up to Pennsylvania at one point, uh, the schools that were near me were like starting at six thousand dollars. You had to pay for it up front, and I was like, I don't, I don't have that money. Even at the point when I graduated college, I was like, I don't have that money. Um, and so I eventually found a place to go train after I had already been working in the back. Um, but by the time I'd been doing that, I had competed in amateur wrestling and and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Judo. So it was like I had some other athletic background going for me, um, and I got friendly with a lot of people in wrestling so by the time i found training i already had a little bit of a heads up knowledge about how the industry ran and how the business worked and how to network with people and had networked already with some people um and so it kind of went from there um oddly enough what what kind of got me to finally like okay i just need to go get trained like do it was a doctor had misdiagnosed me with a precancerous condition i did not have it um, but he misread uh, something on a test, told me that the test was positive for this precancerous thing. And I was like, well, I don't know why I have this memory of being like, oh, I'm going to be dead in two years. Let me, I, it's now or never. <laughs> I, I don't think he ever said like, you're going to be dead in two years. Like no one said that, but in my <laughs> brain. So I was like, okay, I have to do it now. And then two months go by and found out, oh, I just went off the images I saw, not the actual tests i ran and the tests i ran said you don't have this <laughs> it's like oh okay well now i'm trained <laughs> <laughs> and it went to health and death. I mean, <laughs> wow uh, I, okay and i've known you long enough i didn't even know that yeah. like i remember you telling me when uh before we went down to north carolina when i we worked for the iawf the crazy eight or no the Rage in a Cage was it? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, deal in the Steel. Deal in the Steel, and yeah. I didn't even know it was a cage match. And every, all every I thought was was a cage match. Listen, right? listen. All I thought was I was in a ladder match against you, TJ Cannon, um, and one and two other guys. And I call you the night before. I go, Yo, dude, listen. When the hell did this become a cage match? You go, Dude, it's been a cage match the entire like three months that we've been going down, and it, every match is. I'm like, I didn't know this. I under I undercut myself on pay. <laughs> I'm like, shit. And and then I come down to you and, you know, we were talking, you know, we talked about the Sammy, Sammy Callahan situation, about the whole name situation, which that is still one of the highlights of, like, a story. When I go to wrestling schools, I actually bring that conversation up because everybody's like, oh, you know, you can go and be whatever name you want to be in WWE. I'm like, no, you can't. No. I can tell you a story that's legit and no. You, right. you know, they give you opportunities. If you don't come up with a name, they're going to give you something you don't like, you know, and people think I'm BS. And I've had someone say, oh, we talked to Sammy Callahan. He says, that's a true story. I know it is. Right. Why would he lie? Like, I'm not He's saying not everybody's going to tell you the truth, like, but I go, 
I'm not going to have the person that told me this isn't lying to me. So, I mean, like, do we need to pull the Gunther card already? Like, it, it's, we've only been <laughs> on the air. You it right there. Like, come on. It's, it's deardrop, literally right there. Deardrop, deardrop or dewdrop or whatever it is. Like, I'm just saying, like, the names can get changed instantly if right. Vince isn't, if you're not giving Vince any idea how to make your name work. Unfortunately, and the Walter change like I know we're not we're not trying to bring it up, but reality wise, the Walter change just killed him. Sorry, this whole new name thing, and someone says it's a copyright thing, or it was hard to get it trademarked, and who knows? Like, right. give it a last name, and then you can trademark it, and then when you're on TV, just take the last name out. Like, it's easy to do; it's legal still. Um, but it's WWE, so things happen. So. <laughs> Um, we have a comment in the chat. Uh, CM Serini um, just said it. It would be him. It would, it be, would be him. He would do it. You know, Mr. Uh, Ass Man. I, I need the things, the like, the piercings. I don't, like, what is it called when they're when they're here though? Because it's not like a nose ring or an ear. It's, it's like they're uh, not even. I don't even know if you want to call them lip rings because, or they're like snake bites, but they're coming out like the, like, the under the lip. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Now, I, mean, I know t- I have friends that are piercers that might tune into this, and if they do, tell us what they are called on the underlip. If they're not snake bites, what are they? Um, But no, like, that conversation, you know, was hilarious. And then, you know, you told me about the whole cancerous thing, and I was like, holy hell. And you're like, yeah, well, it was nothing anyway, so. I'm like, right. oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. We hung out. We talked for the, like, three hours went to sleep woke up picked up tj at the school at the bus station hung over from hell yeah I you know I yeah and then i had to go to enterprise because tj was hung over from hell we yeah, were good tj cannon was hung over from hell not us we were sober me and phil were smart because we had an eight-hour drive right. and had to wrestle a match inside a steel cage with a ladder and a pinata hanging above the ring um and we didn't want to die so um, I think I almost did in that, that ladder match, but <laughs> we all almost died because I was the dummy that was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to climb to the top of the cage here during the match. I'm going to jump off and do a leg drop. And the first words out of your mouth are, did you bump in the ring yet? I'm like, no, we should be all right. I bumped and I was like, it's going to be a game day decision on this uh, this idea. Right, right. And then and I get to the top of the cage going. and I look down going, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not happening. I accidentally bust the one kid open because, you know, I did the rolling thunder with the ladder on him and he didn't protect himself properly. And it was like, what are you doing? And then the rat was like, we get told he's getting X'd. And then the kid gets back in the match. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then I let the other guy win. Like, I literally held the ladder. I was like, you know what? Just go up. I'll hold the ladder for you, man. Like, screw it. I didn't care. My knee buckled on me. You almost died. I, the kid got busted open. It was one. That was a fun day. I want to be clear. Like I think this that match was, if it wasn't semi main, it was the match before semi main, and I got I asked. Think it to was do, semi. I got asked to do commentary for the main. Lit- and meanwhile, I am literally like my body still felt like it was vibrating. I took like a coast to coast with a chair in the side of my my body. And I, yeah. I remember just that feeling of like I'm buzzing right now, and not in like a good like adrenaline, like oh wow, positive energy, like wow, I got rung, and here I am on commentary, like yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, dude, 
like, and I was in the back and I was talking to, like, I got a Charlie horse right now that really sucks out of nowhere, like, in my hamstring. So I'm, like, trying to stretch my leg out, which is the worst thing to happen. I'm not laughing at you. Oh, I'm laughing at myself because this is, like, I'm sitting in a couch and randomly just get a Charlie horse just sitting down not doing anything. But I remember I was in the locker room and I'm talking to the guy that did, uh, he was, can't think of his name and i have him on facebook we're, we're great friends he doesn't he was doing like he almost was like mick foley uh oh my gosh why did my not um something foley his last name is foley right. on facebook dick foley there it is yes yeah and he was like hey man how's your leg feel look like it hurt i'm like i can't feel my leg that's about it i can't feel my leg yeah and like tj comes in and he's laughing and I'm like, what are you laughing at? He goes, I thought you died. I'm like, no, that's Phil. Phil died. I haven't seen Phil yet. Where is Phil? Right. And then, like, he's on commentating. I'm like, hold on, what? Yeah. We just left the cage match. A- a- AIWF, like, for, for some of its foibles at times, was the uh, place where, like, I found literally, like, my voice in wrestling. Like, I'd, been, I'd done commentary before, but didn't really, hadn't been really given the grace to do a lot of promo work. And AIWF was like, sure, go for it. And I did it. And it like it never stopped. Um, but that was a place, I, not that event that we were both at, but another one of their 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 shows. Uh it's right before the start of the, the event, or what's supposed to be, but we're stalling because uh the, the main event isn't there yet. So it's like, okay, like we just need to kill time. And I'm like randomly walking by the curtain. I had no intention of doing anything. And the promoter grabs me and is like, fail. I need you to go out there and cut a promo. I'm like, okay, <laughs> what on? Like, what do you need? And he goes, well, you know, we're stalling for the main event. So-and-so's not here. You know, go out there and just cut a promo. Okay, okay like how long? Like 10, 12 minutes. <laughs> was that Rick? To... Was it Rick or yeah. Tim that said it to you? It was Rick. It was Rick. <laughs> Tim's, Tim's accent was not that pronounced. Um, and I was like, okay, sure. And I literally, I was like, when do you want me to do it? He's like, right now. And I'm like, okay. I, I see a broom next to me. I see uh, uh, one of the trainees, Jacob, uh, who's now a rest, like an active uh, competitor down in the North Carolina area, Jacob Ryan. And I was like, Jake, you need to just listen for your name. Trust me. Yes. Uh, went to the ring with this broom. I cut this promo. Start talking. Just I don't remember what all I said for like five or six minutes. And then I get Jake in the ring to clean the ring out because how dare you have me and anybody compete in this <laughs> ring so dirty. I remember watching the videos of this. Yeah. Cause I, I love Jacob. Jacob's a great kid. Right. And it's like, I someone shared it. It was so him. good. It was, that was funny. I antagonized him so hard because I wanted him to respond. And I was like, he was doing his best. He was doing like the good job of like, I'm the trainee being told what to do. Like, I'm not going to do anything. And I was like, I'm going to poke him. I'm going to see what happens if I just keep poking. And he finally had it and like grabbed the broom and like threw it down in front of me and walked away. And I was like, that was perfect. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> and I was like, we just killed 12 minutes of time. Yes. Yeah. Cause I remember when we went down there for crazy for the, for the steel, the cage match, we got there and we wanted to work out and it was him and James. Mm-hmm. They were working out, and then we got in, and they both leave, and James is like, "The Jacob, where are you going? He goes, getting out of the ring. No, watch what they're doing and listen to them. Yeah. Pick their brains. These three know what they're doing. They're in this match for a reason. Oh, oh, oh okay. And then Rick, D, Rick gets in there and is working out with them. 
And it was like the funniest shit ever. Like we're watching the kid do the back bump. We're like, Ooh, no, don't do that. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't put your out. El- no, leave elbows here, man. And, and like and now, now he's wrestling everywhere. Right. I was like, that's not a fault of who he is now at all. Like that was no, no. When you're that. new, you're new. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was so funny when when James was like, yeah, tell telling the kid, no, stay in the goddamn ring. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. Um. But, but like I I remember uh, and kind of because of Jake Jacob too. Um, there was a there was a one of the crazy eight tournaments. Uh. Uh, I meet this uh, another competitor named Jason Collins. He's a wrestler out of Georgia. He comes up to me before the event. You know, we say hi, and I'm in the ring with with Jacob working out with him. And I'm in there maybe like after Jason says hi, I'm in there like ten minutes, and the Jason goes like, hey, "Phil, can I, can I talk to you for a minute?" And I was like, "Sure." He goes, "I want to tell you, I thought you and I were going to have problems." I was like, "What?" He goes, and I'd never met the man. I'm like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I I watched your promo." And I believed every single word you said to me. And I thought I was going to hate your ass. Like, I wanted to kill you. And I was like, oh, okay, awesome. And he goes, but, you know, I see you working with this kid. Like, I, okay, like, I know where you're at. Like, I, I see, like, I totally got worked. Yeah. Yay. Were the, was those AIWF shows in, in curved the curved tin bin? No, no. no. They were the ones in... we were on, no. Yeah, the ones I... Well, the, the first AIW show, AIWF show I did was right before their very, I think, one, the first or the second Crazy A tournament that I was on. So we were in the Mount Airy uh, Armory. Yeah. Um, that's where a lot of their shows were at, was the Armory, mm-hmm. um, which was a phenomenal venue. Like, it was a great spot, had plenty of parking. Right. Just fans really couldn't find the venue some days. Um. But it was in Mount Airy where Andy Griffin was from. So it was kind of cool. Right. You can go down, wrestle, and go look at freaking new uh, Mayberry. Like, yeah. cool. I'm going to go to the jail cell that Andy Griffin was in for all these years and be cool. Um, but no, I don't think, I never knew of it being in the curved tin barn. That might have been another venue down there. I mean, and AIWF yeah, did travel. Like, they had that regular venue that we, you know, that we worked yeah. in Mount Airy. And now they're in a different venue in Mount Airy. Um, I haven't been down there now and you know, I haven't been down there in a long time. Like I was booked before, uh, right after I had the knee injury, when I had that, when I had, it got scoped, Mm -hmm. I got cleared to wrestle. So I got booked on a, the AIWF crazy tournament when it was in Pittsburgh or Ohio. One of those two. Yeah. And then my incision swelled up. So I had, I, I had to back out and then they were like, Oh, well we wanted you, they wanted me to ref. Under our rough, uh, rough, and then wrestle under a hood. You booked me to wrestle, and yeah. now you want me to ref. Okay, no big deal. I will. But the incision thing happened. I was like, "Look, I'm I'm off. The, I'm not a. I'm not clearing myself because that's not normal. You know, unfortunately, I had an infection underneath the incision, so I had to actually have them drained a little bit. Which, oh, that was painful too. Never want to get needles into my incisions ever again for mm. in- injuries. That was not fun. Um, but no, I love AWF. I would work for them again if, if they ever if they would ever have another show that I wanted to be on. I would I'd love to work on down there. Though after I saw Chio's question, I started to think like weird venues, and and un- unfortunately, it's also AWF. We're talking a lot about AWF more than I really meant to, but <laughs> the, the the weirdest venue or locker room, I should say, that I've ever been in was was we had gone to an uh another armory this one i think was in virginia and there's like a legit locker room 
but this this building was built like in World War II, so a very older era part of the building. And there's like you know the gang shower area. Yeah. The bathroom in the locker room was in the shower area, so open to everybody to see. And it's literally a toilet next to where the the spout is for the shower. And I'm like, this is the weirdest. No cover, no curtain, no walls, just gang shower area, middle of shower is toilet installed in floor. I was like, this can't be real. And I flushed it going, oh my God, this is a legit working toilet in the middle of an open gangplay. It was the weirdest, weirdest thing. Has anyone ever uh, tried to take liberties with you being a smaller size wrestler? Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Bad idea if they do. So... Uh, <laughs> My good dear friend Chance Prophet, God love him. He no, he didn't try. Let me be clear. Like he didn't okay, try. Okay, well, I was about to say, dude. But uh, so I I uh started wrestling for a company down in West Virginia. He introduced me to everybody, and I remember my first day there. Somebody was like, "Hey, Phil, I heard you like do lo- like shoot wrestling. Do you want to roll a little bit?" I was like, "Sure," and I proceeded to trounce everybody in that locker room three times over, <laughs> and. Event after event like that would happen. And like six months down the road, I was rolling with somebody. And I was like, you know, I don't like, I like to roll. Like, it's cool. I was like, why does like everybody ask me? And he goes, so Chance told us that you were from the North and that you were, that things were different up there. And that if we messed up in the ring with you, you would kill us. And so we were (laughs) testing you to see if you could actually back it up. And I was like, oh, my God. And I did trounce all of them. And I, and then I felt bad because I was like, oh, my gosh, these all of these guys think like I'm this monster, like ready to be unleashed at any moment. <laughs> and I was like, but at the same time, I backed it up. So, like, in one weird way, I gained a lot of respect from people very fast that, that also I probably wouldn't have had. You very fast as well. Right. <laughs> um, oddly enough, like, I, I don't think anybody's ever really tried for me being small. Like there, yeah. there's other things that have happened because oh you're a shorter guy I've been in the business longer than you anything like that I seen a pick with you and Bruce Gray when he was a ref yes oh my gosh ref Bruce Gray was the best ref in professional wrestling I don't like I love Bryce Remsburg not the best ref in professional wrestling when it was when when Bruce Gray was a ref in professional wrestling uh, Bruce Gray is also legitimately colorblind so he was a blind referee um, he sold shirts that had like the like. Uh, had like a cartoon of him on the front, I think, that said like the colorblind ref Bruce Gray, and on the back had one, two, three in like the colorblind test dots. So he couldn't see the colors, but you could. It, like it was amazing. I love the shirt. Um, okay, I need to find this shirt. I need that. Yeah, like I need this shirt. And now Bruce Gray is like phenomenal. Like he's in a he's in amazing amazing in ring conditioning. He's an active competitor out in the he's from the Ohio area, but he's traveling all over. Uh yeah. is a regular like H2O in New Jersey. So like love Bruce Gray to death. Yeah. Um I got to meet a lot of cool guys while working Mad Mar Entertain with Mad Mar Entertainment. See now Chio Chio's just chiming in. He's just like right. this is where I'm gonna have fun. Cause again me, you, and Chio, you and Chio go back a little, a lot farther than me, um, and you, but me and you go back 14 years, so, like, there's so much, again, history with just us, because we have mm-hmm. PWU, uh, ACW from Twisted Tate when you were up there, there's the AIWF, 
uh, and then any other show that re- outbreak wrestling, yeah. you know, that I did not know you were going to be at that one day. And it was such an exciting moment for me because I walked in and I saw you walk out. I'm like, the f- what the hell? Like, <laughs> I know I remember, Phil, all, every time Phil's on a show, he posts where he's going to be. I went up with somebody, but it was random. Like, I wasn't expected to be there. I wasn't planning on being there. I tried to get on it and, and was told no. So I just, like, went up with somebody to hang out. And then they were like, hey, do you want to – did I do ring – I think I did ring announcing for part of the event. So, like, do you want on? I was like, sure. I think I did ring announcing and maybe commentary. Maybe just I think you did both. Um, but, yeah. And so, like, I would love to come back up to Outbreak. I loved Outbreak. Oh, um, I have so much fun with the Outbreak stuff. Now they had me on commentating one of their last shows, and I'm like – yeah, that was fun, but it was weird because I was taking photos at the show, too. Yeah. So I was going back and forth from doing ringside photography and commentating, and it was like, okay, the matches that I knew people wanted me to talk on, I stayed up at the commentating, but matches that mm-hmm. I knew, like, when it was Keiko and Ricky Reyes face each other, I made it pretty clear I'm being a ringside to take photos. Yeah. That's a match that I want to make sure I get the, I get the money shot for. Um, and I got a lot of good shots. Those two guys both love the photos. But, um, so you've been in wrestling for a very long time. You've literally are the president of wrestling. You, we were joking before the show, why you can't, you're not calling yourself the president of professional wrestling because some people want to be schmucks and try to do legal battle BS so in wrestling anymore. On, on my side, like the president of wrestling is copyrighted. I've, I filed for a trademark. Like that's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody else came out with, I'm the president of pro wrestling. And I was like, hey, buddy, you can't do that. Um, actually, to back up even another step, uh, how do I word this? So somebody I know on television um, made a hint about running for an office and said something in a promo on television about, like, maybe he could be the president, I think, of this place. I don't think he said very clearly president of wrestling. But there was, like, the intonation of it was there. And, like, I had to, I sort of, like, hey. I've copyrighted that, be, you know, just yeah, tid, tidbit. Um, and so this other person was like, I'm the president of pro wrestling. I'm like, can't really do that. Um, and so now he's like, he started to do, I'm the vice president of professional wrestling. And I'm like, okay, you, you do you, Bo. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, and, and, and he was like, I'm going to challenge you in court for it. I'm like, okay. You pretty. can, but it's mine. So. Right. I'm ready. And I, I don't even think he's involved in wrestling anymore. Thank God. <laughs> I, we can talk about who that is after the show. Um, Cause we can keep names off this, unfortunately. Yeah. Cause like, I'm being we, good. I'm being really good today. Exactly. Listen, <laughs> we like, I like I've brought up plenty of times about my AIWF and I know we don't, we're not, we weren't planning to talk about that a lot, but we, that's where a lot of our stuff were really at when me and you work together mm-hmm. um, and stuff. But I worked the very first that crazy tournament was with Cedric Alexander, and someone took advantage of me. And please shoot Phil. Oh, so yeah. he wants Phil Stamper to shoot up on this show. Uh, oh, I thought he was like, please shoot Phil. Like, no, no, he wants he wants <laughs> he wants you to shoot. I mean, um, depends on who we get to. Yeah, that, that, there's a lot of people we could probably shoot on in this business on this thing. Um, and Phil probably has a lot of names he could shoot on i mean that's that's the one good thing like i've always tried to keep a decent rapport with most people like there are literally probably maybe there are three people that instantly come to my brain that i'm like i just want nothing to do with yeah um and just like i'm okay that they're there and i'm here like that's fine but everybody else it's like 
And and sometimes when I've told people like, yeah, you know, I don't think I really get along with that person. They're like, really? Like, why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, there's some people that I don't get along with. And people are like, but they're so great. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know the backstory or the reasons why I don't like this person. And yeah. no offense. None of your, I'm not going to share that. That's between yeah. me and them. That's that be that's a beef. You know, if we're on a show together, I'm going to be professional. I'm going to shake their hand. I'm going to say hi. Other than that, don't want nothing to do with you outside this place. Exactly. And there's a lot of them. Um, I have like a list of people that I literally go. If I'm on the show and they're all on it, I'll probably not do the show because it'll be a conflict for all parties involved. And the experience won't be very well. You know, I don't want to go somewhere to where my mood might be altered and my performance might lack or it might get in the way of what we're all trying to do. Mm -hmm. And no one benefits from it. The show doesn't. The fans don't. I don't. The, that person don't. So I always try to stay away from those be, from those situations as right. best I can. Now, in the beginning, I didn't care. Like the, we like Chio knows I'm probably going to drop this name, and I say it a lot. I can't stand a gentleman named Ray Torres. That is the biggest dirt ball ever to grace this professional i'm not a fan world. of his either i don't hate him i'm just not a fan of him oh i, I hate him yeah. i hate him i think he's he, a scum I, I remember i i worked for him one time um and i remember when i sh i got there i was gonna do uh commentary with maven bentley and maven's like yeah last time he forgot to book referees i was like okay um and then sure enough he came up to me and was like uh hey phil you know i didn't i don't have a ring announcer tonight can you double as ring announcer and commentary it's like okay I'm used to that because ha that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, night goes forward, go to get paid what I was promised. Like, it's always, not, it's not like, you know, I asked for something extra more than, you know, I didn't ask for something extra because I also did ring announcing. It was like, no, yeah. this is what I agreed to. And I said, yes, that I do ring announcing for you. Like, I'm, I'm okay. And went, went to the back. He tried to undercut me and was like, you know, there's th these people who came up from another state. Um, are getting paid less than you. And I was like, well, I'm glad I worked a better deal than they did. And I'm from another state. Like, yeah. Look, the last time I worked for him, I wasn't even going to go to the I was only stopping in and say hi to some of the boys. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, we're, we, he was like, hey, I don't have a, you're not on the show. I'm like, no, 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 I know that. I go, you know, I came to say hi to some of the boys. I, um, I was there. I said, so I think Chio was doing the ring at that time or, or maybe somebody else did. I, might have been. I can't really remember who. Yeah. I just know I stopped in. And then Ed House showed up. And this is my very first match at this day. Well, I haven't had my first match back yet since the knee surgery. And he's like, hey, uh, I actually have a spot if you want it. It's you versus Ed House. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. 40 bucks. I go, but I need half now. He goes, yeah. okay. Hands me 20 bucks up front. Um, Ed House wasn't booked on the show either. Ed brought his gear in. I left mine in the car. I always mm -hmm. know, bring your gear back just in case. You know, we did our match. We get to the locker room. We go to leave. Ray tries to leave. And like, hey, you still owe me 20 bucks, man. He's like, but you weren't booked on the show. I go, I get that. But you asked me if I wanted to work. I did. I told you 40 bucks. You shook my hand on it. You gave me 20 in advance. I still need 20. It's not my fault. You had five paying customers. Not, yeah. not my problem. And, so, and but, you know, because and I'll be honest, you know, that's not the only situation I've ever had like that in professional wrestling. Yeah. Like and, and you you learn how to deal with it. Like yeah. and, and oddly enough, like in my life outside of wrestling, in my office life, like I've had similar situations where it's like, yeah, 
this is the agreement and this is what you're going to have to do and this is why like okay you just have to outline it like it's it's a, it's a business like any other and you have to hold hold your own sometimes but without yeah. some of those those lessons you might not be able to advance yes um, oh 100 like and, I, and, when i was younger when i got was first in the business i didn't know any better you know i undercut myself so many times on shows and bookings i didn't know how to price myself i didn't know how do I price myself to drive eight hours and the wrestle will show the, um, that stuff you don't get taught in wrestling because that's something you need to learn yourself. You need to know what your value at worth is. You know, now I tell, I tell promoters, look, anything within a two hour window, it's a hundred bucks. You know, if you say, Hey, I can't really afford that. I could afford like 60. I'd be like, you know what? Okay. Right. I'll make it all my, mer I'll make up that 40 bucks on the merchandise sale, whatever. If you work with, if you, if you know, if you, if you up front with me, I'm up front with you. Like if I'm at a show and the promoter goes, Hey, I have half now. Um, my goal is to get you the rest of it prior, you know, after the show, they come up to me during the show and say, Hey, listen, it's a really light house. I want to make sure everybody gets paid. I'll be like, take, make sure you pay everybody. And if there's a little extra afterwards, take care of me. If not, get me on the next gig. You know, I'll work mm -hmm. with them if they if they let me know way in advance instead of trying to dip on the building. Like, then I'm gonna be like, not my problem. Um, and that's happened. Like you said, you've had it happen. I've had it happen. I don't know if that that situation's ever popped up to where, you know, you've they've come to you during the show going, I don't know if I can pay you the rest of your money. Hot dog and a handshake. Yeah. I've done some of them. I mean, I've had I've had promoters who left their own events before the end of yes. their events. Um, Were you at the one? And it was like a stack card. I think it was somewhere in PA, um, to where they went to the promoter's house. Oh, oh, not that one. No, I know now. I know what you're talking about, but I wasn't at that one. But I knew of another promoter who had a stack card that had come up from North Carolina, and because I had an experience with him in North Carolina, doing the same thing, like and running off, like I didn't do the show. And actually, because I asked for money in advance, and he didn't pay me, so I'm like, well, why am I going to go? Yeah. And I like, I I want to say they still had the event. Only because I think I want to say like Tommy Dreamer was there and he's like, no, people are here. We're going to do a yes. show. Um, but I I was not at that one. Yes, dude. Tommy Dreamer and all them were sharing it live on the book about that. Yeah. Like and it was crazy. So all I heard someone in the background go is we have his address. We're going to his F's house and we're going to get our money or we're going to kick his ass. And I'm like, can you guys keep this live and show us yeah. like that promoters? And then, you know, there's a lot of promoters that are like that. Like, yeah. Soon as they get, soon as the door cut is done, they're out. They'll roll. They don't care. Mm -hmm. They made their money. You know, they paid some of the boys, so they can't say, "Oh, no one got paid." Some of them, no, I paid everybody. I mean, one of the lessons I first learned in in training was, you know, if you can't afford to get there and back, you shouldn't go. If you because no. you don't know what might happen if a promoter yep. bails, something flakes, something goes weird. Like you got to be able to to deal with it. Uh, I mean, this this last weekend for a lot of people was a great example in half the country uh you know in a horrible snowstorm an ice storm couldn't get to their places or sometimes got stranded on the side of the road it's like well if you can't get to the event you're not going to get paid if the event can still happen because if fans can show up like so you never really know what might happen you just have to be ready yeah like there's plenty of times i get a, i get a promoter will message me and i know you probably do the same thing they'll say hey we would like you on the show. Do you ever like go on to like MapQuest with their address and see the distance right away before responding and agreeing to the booking? Or do you already go, here's my fee no matter what? 
for the you know for this kind of gig kind of what you said too like i I have a little bit of a sliding scale that i work with um based on you know everything where it is what do you what do you want me to do just all all sorts of different associations with it um and and yeah it yeah for me i'm and i'm fortunate too that you know i have a i have a gig outside of wrestling that like i you know so that can help me at the same time like no wrestling's paying its own way (laughs) like this isn't a charity um this is still a business um and i remember when i didn't have my other job that wrestling was my only job and i remember there there was a a promoter in virginia and i was like okay it's going to be x and he's like well well i I don't know if i can do that and i was like then you literally can't have me because i i i I have no money to get there. <laughs> I have no yep. money to get back. So if I go, like, I'm completely relying on you to pay me to get there yeah. and back. And he was like, "I, you know what? I, I respect that I can't do it this time, but next next event I have you. And he did. So Yeah. No, I've had that happen. Um, I told the promoter, look, I can't afford to go back and forth and spend the night at a hotel. Right. And they were like, you know, we'll do this. We can pay you half and cover a night and cover your night at the hotel. Yeah. If you and, come and, down and I'm like, you know what? Okay, that works. I'll do that. Yeah. That those are the promoters I love because mm-hmm. they're like, you know what? You're you're willing to come down here and you're very honest with that you can't really afford it. We'll put you up for a night. You know, and that's very yeah. rare that promoters are willing to put you up for a night. Now, those are good promoters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a, my my girl just showed up with a smoothie. Oh, you're good. And Reese's, <laughs> like they I, don't just need, I didn't even ask. I love for how you like your hand went off screen and you came back and there's a smoothie and you went off hand and there's a Reese's. I'm like, how did you do that? Magic, Phil. I love Magic. it. Magic. Love it. The bearded raven flew. Why sitting here still and got like I live next to like Turkey a, Hill. A so. baby bird that comes out yeah. from under the beard and flies flew away. out of the beard. <laughs> and catering. Yes, it is catering. But the thing is, the caterer is a beautiful woman that I love. So. <laughs> Crafty, <laughs> it is very. It's some. She likes D and D, so there's some magical spells she probably has in her game that she can yeah. come up with, and magically stuff floats floats into the screen. Mm-hmm. But well, um, something Chio said is very true. Like he was like, you know, it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase the. Uh, your friends with the promoter helps the decision. Yeah, um, that does help. And and, <laughs> does. and right, that tremendously helps. Um, and and I mean, it tremendously helps because then they're gonna look out for you too, and. And just like any other business in the forsaken world, like it's always good to know the person who might be your boss, and, you yes. know, and 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 to build a good rapport and relationship with them, um, yeah. Because there will always be an emotional connection to a decision that somebody makes based on you, um, yes. positive or negative. And so, why not work towards the positive? And even if it does have to be negative for whatever reason, like, hey, we can't use you this event. Okay, they might not use you this event, but they might use you next time, where next they're going to might have a sudden need, like. Let's work this out. Um, throughout, you know, changing it up a little bit throughout your entire career. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could pick out, say, two of your favorite memories or, or moments in wrestling and two of your worst moments in wrestling, what would they be? Wow. <laughs> I mean, in, in general, like. I mean, and, and what people like don't get sometimes when they look at people in professional wrestling is like oh that's your your side thing and i'm like no like this is my job like re- independent wrestling is my job i know people okay chia wants me to say working with chia <laughs> he's he's just trying to get brownie points with you man 
He wants to be the secretary for you. We went he down that path, to, and that wants, didn't quite work, did it? Like, Chia wants you saying. to be wants to be your bitch. You know, working with, with Chio was fun. Like, I will say that. Like, the times I had, like, I went up to Grand, well, I went up to Grand Slam Wrestling up in Pennsylvania, and Chio was a regular there. I was a regular there. And and one, like, there were so many people that I was just friends with. And yeah. so, like, there was a mix of talent of people who had traveled to Japan and people who were, like, brand new out of you know, out the gate. And it's, like, and so many people that I knew from my own past. So it was, like, it was a really cool mix of people. Um, and at the same time, uh, I worked a deal with them to do events because at the same time I was working for CZW that was running on the same nights, but CZW was, was doing me dirty. So I raised my price ridiculously for CZW. <laughs> I was getting paid uh, by CZW to not go to their physical events. And I was taking that money basically to go to GSW. <laughs> That's some sh- crazy shit. And I, I mean, I, I remember even one of the nights uh, we had our, Oh my gosh, what was the tournament called? We had a tournament, and it was the same night as Best of the Best at CZW. And I'm cutting promos about the best tournament in professional wrestling on the East Coast tonight. And I'm <laughs> while I'm getting paid by CZW to go to this other place. So. <laughs> and I now, was getting paid like I was getting paid nice. I was, I think I was at the time the second highest paid person at CZW <laughs> to not work on an event. Wow. Yeah. Now, I don't even want to know what the price tag was at that point, because if you're the second highest person on the show. Yeah. And I know who's worked CZW at the time that you were there. The names on that call on that roster. That's yeah. big. Now, to be that f- is clear, not. Like, no... When I started at CZW, I did not get that. That like no. that came over time. Um, but I mean. But very long story short, I mean, and I did. Have, I eventually there was a point where I did go back, and then there was a point I was like, "I'm done with all this. Like, yeah, this is not where I need to be." I think I was messaging you about those too. I was like, "Hey, I might come out." You're like, "Yeah, I'm not there no more. Yeah, I'm done." I'm like, "Oh, well, then I'm not going out now," because yeah. I was trying to get my foot feet wet. With that's <laughs> when I actually still again. That was when I had the knee injury, <laughs> and I wanted to get my feet wet with doing the refereeing or the commentating. And you said anytime you were up in PA, if you're nearby to let you know, you'll talk to them about getting me on commentating so I get better at it. Mm-hmm. And when you were like, I'm not coming up, I was like, all right, well, then I'm not going. Right. <laughs> There's no point for me to go if the person that I'm going there to meet and hang out with and learn off of isn't going to be at the venue for me to be able to even do it, do any good. Yeah. I mean, and that was the th- that was the thing. And even even today, like I do have fond f- memories of some things at CCW, like they're they're. A lot of people I still hang out with, like I had I had known Sammy Callahan for a long time, even before CZW. But like CZW was like probably when him and I became good friends, and like other people too. Like things that happened at CZW were organizational, in in, in you know, or the lack of organization. Yeah. Um, that finally just made it such a detriment to be there. Um, yeah. And I I've yeah yeah I mean, but at the same time, and again from that lesson, I sort of learned like you have to value your own worth uh, regardless of what you're getting paid. Um, if you're not being used or utilized in the way you think you should be, or if you're being mis- misused or, or, uh, uh, or however you feel you might be disregarded, you need to listen to that voice. Cause it's just going to eat away and eat away and eat away. And I probably took it a lot longer than I needed to. Um, and finally I was like, I'm, this is it. I'm done. Um, 
and it's funny because they're 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 what a one of those three people in wrestling that I'm like, I just don't want to be near this person ever. Yeah, that's one uh, of them. Yeah, one of them. Well, yeah, maybe that's one of them. Yeah. Um, but somebody else doesn't want to associate with me because I worked at CZW. And I'm like, but yeah, I worked there when you did. Like, I didn't. Really? And it, it's, wow. it's, it's weird. So that's uh, weird what are some of the companies that you're working on? A, working currently? I cannot read today. What are some of the companies that you are currently working on a regular basis? <laughs> that um, was my next question, Gio, too. <laughs> Legit so, next question. Uh, I'm the uh, at MCW Pro Wrestling uh, that primarily runs out of Maryland, but also has events in Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Virginia. Um, uh, their general manager at IWA East Coast uh, that runs primarily out of West Virginia. I'm their general manager. Um, I have uh, uh, Ignite out of Florida, um, where I do commentary, ring announcing. Uh, Pro Wrestling Revolver um, is honestly it's my favorite place. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's which runs out of Iowa and Ohio. Um, love wrestling revolver, and and I've been able to really like push myself to a different place with them that I didn't expect. Because if you look at the roster of that place, it's a whole lot of people who are on national TV right now, international TV, and me and a couple of other people. And it's like so I respect the fact that I earned that spot um, to be there. And so I, I really enjoy my time there. I, I am now the uh, assistant executive vice president of Wrestling Revolver uh, and the, lead a team called The Unit, uh, which involves uh, JT Dunn, Larry D from Impact Wrestling, and Tyler Matrix and Logan James. Wow. Uh, and so it is definitely a force to be reckoned with, as is Wrestling Revolver. Um, That's crazy. Do you ever get a Karen gimmick asking to speak to the company's general <laughs> No, okay, no, but the best moment I've ever had, one of the best moments I've ever had in professional wrestling, because like I, I, I find myself like even in the moment if I'm going to laugh about something that's happening and I shouldn't be laughing, I will use that energy and you know make it work for me in the moment. The only time I just couldn't control it, I'm in the ring at MCW, and over the speaker as I'm talking, I get interrupted. All I hear, excuse me, and I lose it <laughs> it was vicky guerrero and i'm like that happened she cut a promo and i'm sitting there like i am grinning like an idiot from ear to ear and i didn't realize in the ring like how that was gonna hit me and so like i just took it in the moment i just lived it i did i was like i can't push back and be like yeah you're evil vicky because this was awesome i'm sorry <laughs> like, yeah it's one of those mo <laughs> it's one of those feel good what at the same time like i have to say in character Right, I can't I, really I, do much. I ruined the character in that moment, but it was, it was, <laughs> but it was just a great moment. Um, yeah. And but I, I still use it. I got out what needed to happen, and I was like, "That is an excellent idea. Why don't we do whatever we were going to do? Um, let's make this a tag match." I don't, I don't remember. Um, but I mean, yeah, you just got to roll with the punches sometimes. You really do. Um, 